Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport, the leader in motorsport safety, starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of Race Chaser Radio coverage of motorsports. Uh, we are excited to be back in the saddle again. And boy, have we got a whopper of a breaking news story for you. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, my name is Tom Baker, and joining me in the WSIC studio is Carson Quapple. Carson is a second generation racer. Of course, uh, many of you who are NASCAR fans will remember his father, Travis. And uh, Travis has two young sons that are both excellent young racers. And Carson is the older of the two. His younger brother, Caden, I think is what, 13 now? Yeah, he's 13 now. That's crazy. December. Crazy. Yeah. I remember just itty bitty Caden when he first started out law carts and he's 13 already. Um, but uh, Carson is with us tonight. Carson won the uh, opening event for the Carolina Pro Late Model Series back a month or so ago at Dillon Motor Speedway down in South Carolina. And... Then, um, because, uh, you know, COVID and scheduling and not enough time in the year now, uh, Carson had to make a choice this past weekend between round two of the Carolina Pro Late Model Series, which was held at Orange County and won by Nick Loden, who was in here last week, um, and the Cars Tour race, at uh, Hickory Motor Speedway, and of course, uh, you chose to go around the Cars Tour event, um, and so uh, Carson with us here, kind of delayed. We wanted to try to get him in before now for winning at Dillon, but uh, this was the first opportunity that we had to make the schedules meet, so we'll talk to Carson here in a bit. Uh, James Mellick in the studio with us as well. James, the teardown yeah. specialist by day for Levine Family Racing, otherwise known as the Team Christopher Bell races for, had a good run at uh, over the weekend. <coughs> Excuse me. Had a good run over the weekend. Uh, and looking forward to seeing what uh, Chris can do going forward. I feel like he's really getting it dialed in now. And uh, two like two of the last three races have been excellent races for him. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and uh, certainly the race at uh, Homestead, I feel like uh, his best mile-and-a-half effort to date yeah, he had a good run at Homestead, and you know the one that was in the middle there at Martinsville, uh, he hasn't been there in a few years, yeah. so it's kind of expected. He was in a different car, something yeah. you know. I, I personally want to go up and run front. That's what we all thought we were going to do. But when you look back at all the stuff, you know, it's been a couple years since he's been there, uh, and the last time he was there was in a truck. Yep. So it's been a while, and then he's in a completely different car. So, I mean, the struggles they weren't fun. We can definitely tell you that. Uh, but to bounce back and have a great run this week in Homestead was definitely a uh, way to get right back onto the uh, right step. And you mentioned mechanic by day, play-by-play by night. Well, that's actually what I got on my Twitter page. It says LFR mechanic by day, play-by-play slash radio host by night. There you go. (laughs) So uh, you nailed it. We're glad to have you back in the saddle uh, and looking forward to um, another week of shows here. Uh, Just to give you an idea of what's coming up uh, on our other shows this week, uh, we have on Tuesday – uh, which is tomorrow morning, as this show airs live on Monday night, Tuesday morning, 11 Eastern, right here in the studio. Um, we're going to have Adam Alexander joining Ooh, uh, that's Rand- a big Randy one. Miller and I for the Inside Pass tomorrow. Yeah, it be should nice. be a lot of fun. Especially yeah. with his breaking news. I mean, yeah. he that'll be his first show. 
Think yeah. about it, because tonight they had race hub already, and he couldn't break it on the hub. They broke it somewhere else because hub was at six, wasn't it? Well, I, I think believe. hub runs. Doesn't hub run for an hour? Yeah, they, but they, they would have been. They broke it just uh, inside a hub. Yeah, it okay. might have been on the hub. I thought that's what they were going to do, but I'm sure the hub talked about it before. Yeah. Um, before it went off the air, but uh, NASCAR did make the news official. Uh, the All Star race is moving to Bristol for this year, and I'm going to tell you what that is going to be the most popular move NASCAR has made. Well. I don't even know what the last popular move NASCAR made. Would uh, be. I know one. Um, the Roval. Yeah, the Roval. That, fans um, love the Roval. Yeah, fans love the Roval. Well, this may be one of the most popular moves NASCAR's ever made. Um, and here's the caveat: people wondering, well, why this year? Simple: thirty thousand fans will be able to go watch that race in the stands. Small step in the right direction. And yes. that's only 30,000. 30, that place sets, what, 250,000 or something like that? Yeah. I mean, a ton. Oh, it's, yeah, it's going to look minuscule, yeah. but... Still, it's a step in the right direction. Yep. You're, you're starting to put bodies back in the seat, and um, putting bodies in the seat is going to be able to show kind of what um, can happen if you go there safely. Yeah, well, uh, and uh, Tennessee is a red state, and they are... Um, they are ahead of us in North Carolina and recovery from COVID. So um, it was a great move at a great time. It's going to be on a Wednesday night, July the 15th, primetime all-star race at Bristol. That is going to be crazy. Did, I mean, I don't remember because we've ran so many races on Wednesdays and Sundays. Was the last Bristol race on a Wednesday no. or was that a Saturday night show no, or was, a Sunday show? It was a, yeah, it was, it was a, a Sunday was show. A, uh, yeah, Sunday. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember because yeah. we've ran so many races well, so yeah, fast. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like you want, you know, I'm hoping that next year NASCAR and Fox agree that we're going to do all the short tracks in the middle of the week. I would love to see Bristol, um, Martinsville, um, Richmond and uh, even maybe, you know, one of the mile tracks like a Dover or whatever. Um, but but do them pick, you know, three or four of the short tracks and put them all in the middle of the week. And you could do some Xfinity short tracks, some truck short tracks. I mean, yeah, trucks do it know. in Bristol. Yeah. So, I mean, they already it got up one. a little bit and they run Wednesday, I believe, at Eldora as well. Don't think they? they run two of them on Wednesdays. If they run Eldora. If they run it this year, yeah. And there's no guarantee right now that they're going to run Eldora. Yeah, I heard that one there could be a so, loss for that yeah. side. I mean, that's what yeah. I read. The article I read said it could be a loss for Eldora. Well, and see, the trucks are, are way behind, too, still. They're they're about uh, six or seven races behind their, where they should be right now. Xfinity and Cup are just about caught up, but the, the, the truck series is at a deficit still. So I don't know what they're going to do, but NASCAR is saying they'll get them all in. So I mean, the fans would love know, it because they yeah. love Eldora. That's that's yeah. one of the highlights of the year that all the fans love to watch. I don't know if they're going to get all the races in at the tracks they were supposed to, but the, but NASCAR says they will run their full allotment of 23 shows. Is is you know that's that's the latest. So we'll see. But this is big news. Uh, Marcus Smith announcing it a little while ago. Um, the All Star Race to Bristol, up to thirty thousand fans will be able to attend. Um, first time, obviously, it's ever been anywhere outside of Charlotte. Um, but I again, I think this is a great move. I think it's time. Number one, I think it's the perfect year to do it because this year has been so out of whack, and we've been doing so many different things anyway. Um, that this is kind of the experimental year, you know, let's just do this and see if it works. Let's do that and see if it works. So I think the all-star race at Bristol makes it more like a, a, a throwdown, a short track shootout kind of thing. I hope they keep the number of laps low. Um, and 
for me personally, and, and I am not everybody will probably agree with me, but for me personally, I just as soon run it green to checker, no pit stops, nothing. You so you looking hundred hundred and fifty laps? Hundred or less. Hundred or less. Yeah, I, I would uh, you know, I would go seventy five and I was telling these guys before the show started if I had if I could hit Powerball or something, I'd throw about fifty thousand or seventy five thousand a lap to lead. Um, so that nobody had any incentive to sit back. I want an all-out shootout, go to the front, you know, let's let's bump and run, let's have some fun. Um, you know, this needs to be a show. You and, don't want like a 200-lap race? Because I know you think about the late models. When they go run races, most of their big races are like now, 200 laps at a short track. To me, because it gives, it gives the for, for like the Cup Series, it gives the mega teams too long to dial in. Get ready to go. I would just, I wouldn't even run practice. I'd give them maybe 20 laps of practice, call it good. Shootout cars get a practice? Or Qualify, not? what's that? Shootout cars get a practice. Well, the showdown cars get a practice? Oh, yeah, the show. Well, that's right. I forgot about the showdown. I was talking about the main yeah, attraction, but, um, you know, I mean, well, maybe. I mean, whatever. But because that's really not the highlight. But you wouldn't have to because you've already been there once. Right. That's kind of my deal is let's, let's go race. You know, because I I want the little teams to have as much opportunity, you know, whoever, you know, for example, whoever gets, of course, the popular vote, um, fan vote half the time is, you know, Chase Elliott or somebody who doesn't make it, you know, who isn't eligible but is a popular driver. He's in, isn't he, this year, Chase? He probably is, yeah. I think he's in. I mean, you know, but it's, it's uh, I want to see this be as sort of bare bones as possible and... um you know, I want to see it be a, a huge throwdown. Uh, so we'll see. It should be fun. Um, I know that uh, I know that the fans are going to love this and can't wait to see what the reaction is as we kind of continue through the evening. Um, but it should be, a, should be a good time. Okay, we've got just a couple minutes left in the segment, but I want to introduce Carson Quapple and um, officially welcome you to the show. Appreciate having you and... Uh, Man, you you you're you're what you're seventeen. Yeah, just turned seventeen. Just turned seventeen, and you know you were. Uh, I feel like you're you're to the point now with the late models where when the cars dialed in, you can run with anybody. Yeah, I think we can run really good. Uh, it just takes me and my dad a little time to get it set up right and uh, figure it out. But most of the tracks down here we've already ran at, so we're pretty good on the setup. We just got to tweak it usually, and we can run top five, top three easily. I think. Well, you hit the setup at Dillon, uh, it seemed like, and, and I mean, Nick Nick was catching you at the end little by little, but I think he would have needed either a caution or about another probably 50 laps to, to really get there and run with you. You just, what was it about your car and, and that track on that day? Because you were just a bullet. Yeah, I just pretty much knew what I wanted. Uh, we didn't even, I don't think we even tested there before. Uh we just tested Hickory, and that's about it. But we got it tuned in pretty good. And at the end there, I was kind of just – I was riding. I'd give myself out to about a five, six, seven-car lead and then just ride it out. And then I, my dad, he told me that Nick's trying to come, and uh, he started running the same lap times as me, maybe a little faster. So I, I had to pick up the pace a little bit, but uh, we were under control pretty good on it. It would have been interesting. Uh, Nick spent a lot of time trying to fend off uh, – Devin O'Connell, 
And it would have been interesting to see what he could have done if he'd been able to get out there sooner and chase you. But um, but that was a you ran a, a great race. It was really a nice showing for you. And, uh, you know, that was a, a good win for sure. We're going to uh, step aside. We've got much more with uh, Carson coming up. And, of course, joining us later will be Corey Heim, who won the uh, cars race over the weekend. And we'll uh, be back with more right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Victory Custom Trailers is located in Michigan, but they will they will make you a trailer, build you a trailer, custom build you a trailer uh, of any type for any purpose. 
They can do it all. If you go to their website at VictoryCustomTrailers.com, they have got a ton of different types of uh, trailers on there. Uh, not just motorsports by any means, work trailers, horse trailers, um, they can do it all. And the cool thing is, if you want to design your own custom trailer, you can do it right from their website. It's really cool. Uh, Chris Hedinger and his staff specialize in treating you like family, and they do. I know them because they're friends of mine, and I know um, how they deal with their customers. So uh, I 100% recommend if you are looking for a new or used trailer, they have over 200 in stock, um, go see them at Victory Custom Trailers if you're in the Michigan area, or go to their website, victorycustomtrailers.com. Their phone number is right on the site. You cannot do better than Victory Custom Trailers. They are the best at what they do, and we are thankful to have them as part of our Race Chaser family of uh, supporters. And with that, we turn back to our special guest of the moment, uh, one of our two special guests for the evening. Uh, we've got Carson Quapel with us, and we've been talking with Carson about uh, his his uh, his situation this year. Um First of all, for the fans that don't really know you that well, um, we've established that obviously you're Travis's son. Uh, I won't ask you how you got interested in racing, duh. Um, but um, when did you start racing? And kind of give us a brief recap of your racing career to date. Uh, God, it was long ago. I started, doesn't seem like that long ago, 2013. Uh, I ran a few of the bo- Bojangle summer shootout races, I think it is now. I'm not too sure. Oh, but did you run a Bandolero? Yeah, I ran a Bandolero. I ran a I rented Cody that. Connors for a few races. Oh, that's probably yeah. why. Yeah. Then we found our own for all 2014 and 2015. That's when uh, we got our own and we did our own thing. But yeah, that's we did that, and then we got up to Legend Cars. Uh, that was fun. Only did that for about a year. Uh, gosh, what else? Then, then we started doing uh, outlaw carts. Uh, I was gonna say you went yeah. to the, yeah pretty quick. Back in fourteen, we went to outlaw carts, and we're still doing that now. I think I've won the past three years in a row championship for the open class, so we're doing really good in that. And then we got up to late model stocks, ran a, about a year or two of that, uh, then started running super late models, and uh, that's where I am now. Now I see you're wearing an SKE. Um, SKE shirt. I'm assuming that the chassis you're running in the Outlaw carts is an SKE chassis? Yeah, we ran that since I started back about six years ago. Uh, Kyle. Kyle Beattie? Yeah, Kyle Beattie. Yeah, we, Kyle's the man. Him. He is, he is. He's a good guy. I go over to that shop every so often, get parts and stuff, talk to him, uh, come up with new ideas. I, uh, I've i known Kyle a long time, and I've worked with Kyle, and, and, and it's... Uh, he he's a great guy and his stuff is fast wherever it goes. Yeah, it is. Uh we've went all over the country up to Wisconsin, Iowa, California. We've been if not winning most of the races, we've finished top 3. So, his stuff's really good along with Adam's performance. Their motors are insanely good. Well, yeah, that's for sure. And and uh so traveling with the the Outlaw cart, what is the competition like in the, the other places that you go cuz um I know a lot of drivers from the Midwest, the West Coast, that all they talk about is wanting to come here and run Millbridge. What is it like when you go there and run at their home tracks? Is the competition the same? Is it 
what what's it like at some of those other places? Uh, I'd say Millbridge. Like everybody compares to Millbridge, I think because it's so hard to run in Millbridge and to be upfront and run. It's completely different from anywhere else. Anywhere else I go, all I've I've driven so hard at Millbridge that anywhere else seems easy to me. Uh, there's there's good competition all through the Midwest and all that. Uh, but California is probably, if not the best, probably second best to Millbridge. Uh, they're really good guys. There's a bunch of good guys out there. We went back there. We went out there in 2017. I raced with 117 carts in my wow. class. I finished seventh. Uh, first time ever traveling, really. First time running the bottom. I always, I'm used to running the fence. But I was going to say, I see you at Millbridge. You're always yeah. a fence rider. Yeah. The, the, the California and Millbridge probably the best, for sure, in my opinion. It's uh, it's a those are are so look like so much fun to drive, um, and they are way harder than people think they are. Oh, for sure, right? so hard to drive. Everything's happening super fast. You don't have time to react for anything, like at all. Nothing. It makes super late models feel slow and easy driving one handed compared to the cards. Well, they say those uh, the outlaw car the 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 outlaw class the big class is is. The horsepower to ratio equivalent of a four ten sprint yeah, car. That's what I've heard. So I mean, you know, you people see the the little kids, and you run and and you can relate to this as a driver. You run in the younger classes, and those probably feel fast when you're doing them. But then all of it a does. sudden, you go out in the big class in the outlaw class. It's like. Oh my goodness, what yeah. did I get myself into, right? Yeah, I remember my dad when we first started running the kid class box stock with just clone motors. He said that he would never put me in one of the open carts that I run now. And His pants are on fire. <laughs> yeah, we're three years into it now. My yeah. younger brother's in the same class, yeah. so he let that one slip. Now, what's, what's that like racing with Caden? How does that work? Uh, I usually, it usually takes me about a half lap to a lap to pass him when I get to him, so it ain't too bad, but he can challenge me at times. <laughs> he's pretty good for what he is, but... You know there's going to come that moment, right, when oh, yeah. when he's going to jump up and he's going to beat you, and then you're going to be like, crap, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, he almost won the biggest race of the year, the KKM Giveback Classic. Oh, really? He almost won it. He was leading it, I think, and then he finished second to Caldwell, maybe, second okay. or third, but he... For how much? I think that was like maybe his fifth race. He he beat me his first race, uh, <laughs> but I blew up. But still, he was oh, leading. Well, he was leading when it happened. So yeah, I got to give him that. He's pretty good. That's uh, that's pretty funny. So there is is there any kind of? There's no real sibling rivalry then. There is, but he just talks a lot of crap and he thinks he's good. But <laughs> well, trust me, I have a younger brother who's four years younger than me. That's what they do. Yeah, he's got to keep in mind me and me and his dad work on the race cars, and he doesn't, so he can't talk too bad about me. The very first time that my brother and I ever went to uh, it wasn't even a, a race at go kart; it was a fun track, and he lapped me like six times because I was just being cautious, trying to build up the. Sp- he just took right off and went and. You know, it didn't. That didn't last long, though. The the by by about the second or third time, I was right oh, there. You with caught him. back and, up. Yeah, I mean, he. It's one of those where like you have the daredevil and then you have the thinker, and yeah. I'm the thinker. I'm, you know, I'm the daredevil. I, you know, definitely. Yeah, you you yeah you you yeah. are. That would be. Um, you, you're running a mix. It seems like this year of pro and super is that. Um, are we going to see more of you in the CP LMS or? Um, are you mostly focusing on cars or what is, what is your game plan? 
I doubt you'll see me running the pro car in the CPLMS series much anymore. I mean, I want to, but we only have one car, and we built the car oh, for wow. my brother. We we have one pro late and then two supers. But oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I knew you had more than we, one car. We built it for my brother, but we just didn't take the seat out for my dad, and we just padded it up. And might as well have me run it one race. I pretty much know what the car needed, so I gave it a good check. It's fast, so you can't complain too bad. So, are we gonna see your your brother in it then? Is that the idea? Yeah, we're putting the seat in right now, building pedal extensions right now. That's a pain, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were there once, probably. Yeah, right? I was. You've grown a lot in the I last have. year, so a lot. Look, you've lost some weight too. I have, yeah, I've, I've lost some weight it's for good. the cart stuff, but yeah, you'll see my brother running the car. Uh, we'll have to duct tape over my name just in case he's not good <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, yeah, if he wins, you want your name on yeah, the door, I do. right? Yeah, peel, peel the duct yeah. tape off. But yeah, yeah he'll be running. Uh, me and my dad will be working <laughs> on it along with our guys. So I'm excited. Uh, Excited to see how he does. He's usually pretty good when he gets in new cars. So you're good. So then your focus will be on the super and running mostly with cars, probably. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna. Try, I think we're gonna try to run for points. I think we made all the races so far this year. So we're gonna. We're gonna. I mean, we're not chasing points too hard, but we're just trying to get a good first full time year. Uh, learn all the tracks. Maybe run some up in the Midwest, but cars tour, PRA, uh, and some maybe some Southern Super Series races down in Florida. It's just depending on what we wanted to do, what we want to do with our budget. I got to tell you, uh, you mentioned before the show we were talking, you mentioned Kyle Campbell. And, man, I, I got to give that kid so much credit. He drove a fantastic race over the weekend, put the car in the top five. And, I, I mean, I, I, it's great because he and his dad are good good people and his mom. And, uh, again, you know, it's not certainly not a um, an unlimited budget by any means. Yeah. But they get everything out of what they have and... Uh, Kyle's a good shoe and, and it was, it was really interesting because, um, I wasn't able to get up to Orange County and they were supposed to have the live stream, but then, uh, the gentleman who was going to do the live stream got sick. So, but fortunately, um, Orange County has a local broadcast radio live deal. So I was able to get the live radio broadcast and it was fun to actually listen to a race on the radio. And, of course, they didn't know anything about oh, yeah. um, the drivers, really, but yeah. they, they got most of the names right. Uh, <laughs> and it's, uh, But it was fun. They talked a lot about Kyle and mentioned his Allison Legacy Series racing, and he got a lot of airtime on there, and it was good to see. So, you know, you guys that, that ran there's kind of like a, a group of you that all ran outlaw carts at, you know, kind of the same time. Um, and there's so many now. Um, I mean, Millington is doing well. Um, Max McLaughlin, of course, is up doing a bunch of things, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and he's going to be a star and, you know, you're doing well. And, and Kyle is now coming, you know, starting to come into his own in the, in the, in the pro eights. And so it's fun to see, um, the sort of evolution of your careers. And I mean, when you think about it, you started all the way back in 13. Could you have imagined, um, doing some of the things that you've done? Definitely not. That's for sure. It's, uh, it's gotta be crazy. We're going to give you a minute to uh, think about that and we'll, we'll let you respond to it when we come back on the other side of this break. And we've got, uh, Corey Heim coming up as well. Lots more still to come as lead lap. Presented by Victory Custom Trailers continues right after this. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back to the lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And uh, also, we should uh, throw a little bit of shape, throw us some shade, some props uh, to um, strutmasters.com. We don't have anybody tonight uh, guesting on the strutmasters.com race line, but uh, want to give a call to uh, to uh, uh, Chip Lofton and his staff because they just did, they always do an excellent job with anything, whether it's a car or a motorcycle, they can improve your ride. Um, look them up, strutmasters.com, and check out all they have to offer for uh, they are the suspension experts, so uh, check all they have to offer for your suspension, no matter what kind of 
uh, car or motorcycle you have, they can improve your ride. And also the folks from mycomputercareer.edu training for a better life. And uh, we're happy to have all of them as part of our show. Um, we have Carson Quapple in studio with us here at uh, WSIC Studios in Statesville, North Carolina. This is Carson's first ever radio appearance. I love it when we can break him in on the Race Chaser shows. We've done that with a lot of drivers over the years and always um, fun to have a, a, a newbie, so to speak. We we ran out of yellow tape to put on his back for the rookie stripe, but uh, we'll just uh, have to imagine that it's there. Um, Carson, uh, I think we were, we the question we left off with before the break was that uh, I was saying that you've been racing now since 2013. When you look back, I mean, would you have believed that you'd be in this position right now, being able to have traveled and done all the things that you've done at uh, 17 years old? God, no, not at all. I honestly don't really think I even thought about the future of my racing back then. I kind of thought it seems fun to keep doing it, and now I'm actually looking forward to the future. So it's crazy how much it's how long it's been. Doesn't seem like it, but yeah. What uh, other than Millbridge? What's your favorite racetrack so far? Because I know you'd choose Millbridge, and I understand why. Uh, I think probably Rockford in a super late model. That is. That's some real oh, good that's racing. A, yeah, that's uh, in, it's the, fun. in Illinois. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, you've been. I didn't realize you'd traveled that far with the super late. Yeah, we. Were, I ran the whole Arkham Midwest tour in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. I might add twenty nineteen. I believe I ran the whole Arkham Midwest tour schedule. Uh, wow, went all up in there. So I think we finished fifth in the points, maybe fourth or fifth. But either way, had a good season and it was fun. That's that's awesome. Um, do I have to ask what your goal is? I mean, NASCAR, right? I mean, that's, yeah, try to make it. <laughs> we'll what, uh, what, what is your, do you have a, a timetable? I mean, I know you're just kind of getting your feet wet in super late bottles. Are you planning to kind of hang around that for a year or two, or would you like to go try maybe a, an Arca East or something like that? If you've got the opportunity to do it. If I got the opportunity to do it, I'd do it right now. Uh, we're just we're going to keep running supers, see if we can get some recognition, win some races, and uh, maybe try to find a ride. But that's all I'm lacking right now <laughs> is a ride. So they can't pay for it. So I'm yeah, trying to find someone to get behind me. And it's a tough me. deal for it sure. Is, um, we'll talk more with Carson in a moment. I want to get to James Mellick because, James, you, uh, you had a little bit of addition, additional – uh, you, you, you have an addition to our breaking news is what I'm trying to say. Uh, my brain will just it's keep in sync long enough. Um, Bristol for the all-star race. Not only are we moving it to Bristol, but we're talking about actually doing something different with the design of the cars. What's up with that? Yeah, I just saw on Twitter there by Adam Stern that, uh, they are looking at potentially moving the numbers like they have in the K&N series from the center of the door to the back quarter panel to try to create a branding, a bigger branding surface for the sponsors. Uh, it's not been 100% done. They are kind of discussing it right now, and it is potential that the cars could look a little different. I also just saw online as well from Nick Carboni, who works at WCNC in Charlotte, that uh, most of the all-star tickets that are going to be available at Bristol are going to go to the ones that had the all-star tickets at Charlotte, or the Bank of, uh, not the Bank of America, the Food City 500 tickets. So that's where most of those tickets will go, according to Nick Carboni. Okay, so that'll be interesting. Uh, 
And I'm looking at this um, picture of Blaney's car with Dex Imaging on it. See, I, I'm, I guess it's funny because even when they did this in late models a little bit, we'll get Carson's two cents too because he's a driver and a late model racer. But um, I always, when they made the change, because there's a couple of late model series that I've seen that are running the numbers in the on the quarter panel, I like the look and I like the more sponsor availability in the center. I think it's much better for exposure for the sponsors. Um, But uh, I think I'm in the minority because a lot of people I know don't like it. Um, They feel like it makes the car look awkward and um, seeing some blowback on Twitter already about it. Um, well, it gives you a chance to sell two primary sponsors if you do it that way. I agree. You can still sell the hood sponsor and the door. Yeah. Uh, that's two primary sponsors you well, can sell. Well, the quarter panel is a primary, too. Yeah, it's just it's a smaller just a surface. smaller surface, mm-hmm. yeah. So and, you would have the yeah. right to sell two uh, more money-valuable spots on the race car for these teams to help with funding. Yeah, I think – I think. what what is your thought uh, when you look at this, uh, Carson? What, what's your two cents? Uh, thumbs I'm, up, thumbs down. I'm right in the middle, I think. I think it's it's different, and they're changing it up. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's been like that for all the years that they've already been racing. So it's going to look a little weird, but I think I, if you can get used to it and it'll look right, just depends on how you make the car look. If it, it can, You can make it look really good or you can make it look really bad. So either way, I think it, doesn't, it works for me. I like it. Yeah. I think it's sweet. It'll, I, I mean, like too. I said, it allows the teams more options to, to get sponsorships and create money for their teams. And it al- it also allows for a different look could show you know like a a new young look to the younger class as yeah, well for sure um it's it's definitely very i see i like it i i i just think it's it, it'll make again it's a different look for the cars for the all-star race and i guess we'll see what everybody thinks i mean nascar you know nascar is kind of um they're 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 trying a lot of different stuff and they made some different moves in different areas and um, so I guess we'll see what, uh, what happens if, um, you know, if, if they make that change. So they're, they're looking at it. I think Blaney's car looks great, but, uh, we'll see. Um, so my next question for you is, yes. what one do you think would be the more expensive sponsor if they did do that? Would it be the door or do you think it would be the hood as the primary? Which one of those primaries do you think would be the most expensive one to put now on well, the, the race door's car? the door's got more area. The door's got yeah. more service area. So, um, I think for me, the quarter panel was always the most expensive um, going into it because when you shoot a photo, most photographers are in the infield, so you're shooting out. So you're getting the side of the car, not the hood. So the quarter panel is usually the most expensive place, then the hood, and then you start separating out from there. And sometimes you split the hood between two sponsors, depending on, you know, I don't see that too much in Cup or in NASCAR, but at your lower levels, like weight models, it's common to have a couple of sponsors on the hood. You just split the space. Um, so it, it, for this, I don't think it really changes anything. The door is just the quarter panel. You know, it's the equivalent thereof, so it's still the most expensive. But, of course, um, most of the sponsorships are already sold for the All-Star Race. I mean, that yeah. would have happened, you know, either as part of your primary package or whatever. So I don't think there's probably a lot of teams that, um, that still have to sell sponsorships, some of the little ones probably, but most of your major teams have already. So whoever has that race by contract will just get the door. 
um, if not the whole car, whatever's in the agreement. Then if they do come to it, do you think they'll make every driver do it? Or do you think it'll just be the ones that are locked into the all-star race do you I, think will have to do well, it? Well, I don't know. I would guess um, I, I would guess that they would want every driver. Um, trying to be able to do it if they could. I, I, think, I think they'd want it the same for everybody. I don't think you'd want half the cars with the, the numbers in the middle and half of them on the corner. I think that'll be the, the, the scheme for everybody. And NASCAR will just tell you that's how you got to do it. So I think you'd see all the cars the same. Um, but that's interesting. The reason I was thinking that, the only reason I was doing it is because then that would tell you who you know got in from the showdown race, who got in on the fan vote instead of who was already locked into the field. That would kind of be like a marker for the fans to look at during the race. Yeah. Be like, hey, well, that guy raced his way in because his number's on the door instead of in the back quarter. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they could do that. Um, you know, I see, I, I guess I'm, I, I feel fortunate in that I'm not a fan who gets caught up in minutia like that. Like, I don't really care um, whether um, the numbers on the quarter panel or the door. They don't make a difference You know, those little things don't bother me. A lot of fans freak out over the least little thing. You know, we put stages in. We put, it's like, I have my opinions, but I'm watching a race. It's still racing. Yeah, I want the race to be a good race. Where the number is on the car doesn't make it anything. It's just... And especially since it's the all-star race, it's it's just something different to look at. Yeah, and it, it doesn't. Helps, you know. And it helps you know raise money for these teams. Yeah. It gives them another I mean, spot that's worth more because it's more surface area. Also, um, more uh, addition to that uh, leaking out, and and we'll get a chance to talk to uh, Corey Heim and Nick Moncher here in a minute about this because they're obviously both part of Venturini Motorsports. Um, the ARCA race from Charlotte that was scheduled for July is being moved to Kentucky. So you're so turning into a hot spot here in Charlotte. They're trying to get a lot of stuff out of here right now. Yeah. I mean, I want it to um, stay here, but as long as they race, I'm okay with it. Well, I mean, it and it and it makes sense. I mean, if you're gonna but what's ironic though is that race, I feel like the ARCA series, it's like every day they wake up and it's something different. You know, they're 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 moving races all over the place for yeah. them. And and uh, so, but yes, that's, that is, you are correct though, that the reasoning on this um, is that um, there's been a sort of a spike yeah. in the Charlotte area. So they just decided that if we could go somewhere else and I mean, Bristol's three hours, which, you know, there are people who would say that they think it should be at Bristol every year and should have been there all along. Um you know, but uh, Kentucky's a little bit longer of a haul. I think Kentucky's almost eight hours. I well, think. for the arcade race, yeah, yeah, I think it's almost eight hours yeah. for them. But uh, Kentucky seems to put on a pretty good race for those guys, anyway. So I, I'm okay with that. I don't know why we couldn't have done the arcade race at Bristol along with the All Star race. I, I'm not sure what. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, guys. Um, but anyways, we got to take a break again. When we come back, we'll have uh, we'll have uh, we'll we'll keep Carson and we'll try to squeeze in uh, Nick Moncher and Corey Heim as we. Uh, Move along with Lee Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers, right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color it, 
color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. For some reason, every time I hear his uh, reentry start in my head, I hear, hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're not. <laughs> it's just, I don't know why. It's just like I, I feel like I want him to do one like that just to see what it would sound like. We can make it happen. Yeah. I, well, yeah, all I got to do is make a phone call and make that happen. Um, but uh, his dad probably wouldn't be too happy with him. Anyways, welcome back to... Uh, Welcome back to Lee Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We now have a full WSIC studio because we have, in addition to Carson Quapple hanging around with us for a little while, we have uh, Corey Heim has joined us now. Corey is part of the driver development group that is currently running for Venturini Motorsports on the Arca side of things. But Corey uh, went to hickory with the cars tour in a late model stock and walked off with a feature race we were really excited about that so Corey has joined us we'll talk to him about that uh, in a little bit and we've got nick moncher and nick is uh we never know where nick's going to be sitting in the studio he produces tonight he's just kind of chilling chilling back there in the sealman seat the sealman seat i'm just enjoying seeing Keeping red jacob's back at work seat warm. jacob's listening to us on the road by the way he's headed to indiana um for uh, some dirt track racing and then 
at the end of the week, he'll join me at uh, Indianapolis Raceway Park, otherwise known as Lucas Oil Raceway these days, for uh, the Indy Summer Nationals, which is going to be a great weekend of racing. Um, and hot in the mid-90s both days. Whew. Um, but uh, no rain, thank God. So um, glad to have Nick back and glad to have Corey with us and James Mellick still with us punching buttons. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go to the, go ahead and leave the studio for a little bit. I'm on break from that today. In the, in the middle of the uh, segment, we'll just see like a tag out. What is it we'll just start swapping out, really mess with Rumble. Tom. Um, yeah, uh, as long as somebody's keeping this on the air, it doesn't really make any difference. But uh, it's good to have everybody here. And uh, continuing with Carson for a minute, uh, you were talking about, obviously, you want to go to NASCAR. You just started racing super late models, really. I think you – didn't you run some races last year with, with cars or no? Do uh, I remember that? Probably at the end of the year. I we, thought so. Yeah, we bought Either a car about three-quarter of the way through the yeah. season. Uh, probably the last few races we did with them. But I had been running the year before, Arc Midwest Tour. And then I did a few races in the Arca Tour uh, 2018. But other than that, this is my probably full t- first full time year for the cars tour. What's the adjustment like for you to because that's a uh, as Corey will attest that's a tough series to win on. It is that's for sure. There's best of the best. Matt Craig, Bubba Pollard show up. Uh, Chandler Smith, everybody. They're all good. Uh, good teams too, and not just me and my dad type guys. They're legit guys that work on it, get paid to work on them. So it's challenging, but. It's fun whenever you're, when you're racing top three with them. And you finished fourth. Yeah, fourth. Night. That's a great run for you for the Cars Tour. For sure. Corey, congratulations on your win. We'll get to, I think we got his mic on. No, we will have to get you up closer probably. Yep, uh, everybody's we'll mic is on. There's a lot of room so. in your mic, so you might want to slide up a little bit. But, um, Corey, talk about uh, your run the other day because I've been waiting forever to see you win a late model race like that on the Cars Tour, and you finally got it. Yeah, we've certainly been close a number of times, but, man, it's just uh, really good to just go to Hickory, man. We've always struggled there, whether, I mean, not just that team in particular, but I've been there multiple times in a super late model and really never been able to put a good run together. So to go there with as fast as the car as we had, qualifying pole, and just really had control of the race for the most part was just such a great feeling, especially because uh, we raced ace the previous weekend and we had a great car. Just I made a few mistakes, and that kind of cost us right there, but... We ended up, I think, eighth the week before and then just coming back and really redeemed ourselves and got that win, so it felt great. Do you feel like, I mean, you're running, obviously, with Lee Pulliam, and, and I think Lee's one of the nicest guys I've ever met, to be honest. Um, and you've really, you really seem to have kind of gotten a, a, a comfort and a chemistry with that group. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those those guys are, like you said, the most genuine people you'll meet. I mean, you can just walk up to them. They have no ego whatsoever. They're very genuine, and, um, you know, that's just really what, kind of helped us you know bond and get a really good feel for the car we had a great showing when we first you know showed up with them had some bad luck that kind of kept us away from wins but it's certainly been a long time coming to you know uh get that you know win in the cars tour but um i think there's a lot more to come from that group well i would think you know it momentum's a funny thing and that's i've, I've talked about um we've had fun with the fact that 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 the last two guests that have been on this this show have gone on to win their next event now you're you're coming off a win um so your next start is where Corey? so we're debating on running uh tri-county in the late model stock this weekend but uh, i'm not sure and we might run the south boston 200 the following weekend but once again not sure only because that race is still up in the air since it's a uh, virginia racetrack and they're kind of still battling all yeah, that it doesn't look rules. too good yeah unfortunately but 
for sure, I am racing Jennerstown on July 4th, which is a car super late model race, and uh, that is going to be a big one. There's going to be a really good field, $20,000 to win, so uh, really going to have to start preparing for that race. Okay, track. wait a minute. Isn't that the same race that you were? Okay, well, yeah. now both of you can't. You can't both go up and win now, so I guess we're we're going to hope that one of you continues our streak here of uh, guests coming on this show and then going to the next race and winning. So no pressure for either one of you, but both yeah. of you need to be you, – you should be first and second. Yeah, he just came off a win, so I deserve that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that one. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Okay, so let me get Nick in here a bit too because – I have a couple questions for you right off the bat, and we're going to change the the subject for a moment because I just read part of the sort of rolling announcements that have come out of uh, NASCAR in the last uh, couple of hours or so is that um, the ARCA race that was scheduled for Charlotte, then taken from Charlotte, then given back to Charlotte, is now taken from Charlotte once again, and this time you're going to Kentucky. <laughs> you're going to Kentucky. Um, did you know about this first of all before the announcement came out? And you know what what does that do to your sort of situation in your lineup? Because it's I think Kentucky. I guess would you consider running the same lineup there that you had at Charlotte, or how does does the size of the track matter, or how does that work for you guys at Venturini? I mean, it, it's been just like we've been talk, talking about since this whole thing started, Tom. It's incredibly <laughs> fluid. Yeah. Like it it changes daily, hourly, weekly. It doesn't matter. It it surprises us. This one actually was was some of what of a surprise. Uh, we got the no- we actually saw on social media that they were talking about switching it before it changed. So then we started, <laughs> you know, making some phone calls, trying to figure out what was going on. Heard it was going to change, and weren't really sure what was going to happen to our race. And then, I mean, obviously we figured it would be canceled if if the All Star race wasn't going there. So then there was talk about going to Bristol. There was talk about maybe going to Charlotte when they were there with the Roval. I mean, all within just spans of hours. It, it, it's insane. And then all of a sudden Kentucky got brought up, which has been one that we've actually been trying to get back on the schedule. You know, for a couple of years now since it's been off the schedule, and it's a mile and a half track, just like Charlotte. Uh, in that aspect, but it is a different racetrack. It races differently. Um, is it a mile and a half? I was thinking yep. it was a little shorter than that. Is it an actual mile and a half? It's also an SMI track, yep. too, correct? Well, right, yes. yes. Okay. So I wasn't it's sure. Track. It's yeah. also, yeah, yeah, I got an SMI family a couple of years ago because it was yeah. privately owned. Yeah. And uh, that's when ARCA, you know, really yes. went full circle with, with yep. SMI. And um, so, yeah, we'll we'll definitely, we'll take an intermediate car, obviously, and uh, we'll probably have our same lineup. It'll probably be, you know, uh, Michael Self and Drew Dollar and uh, Ryan Repko for that race. Okay. So when is your next ARCA start, uh, young Corey? That is a great question. I, uh, I'm i not really sure because they haven't really planned out that far. And all my races, or most of my races, happen to be towards the end of the year. So I'm honestly thinking something like September. But wow. I, uh, I'm not quite sure. We, uh, Sonoma, we had Sonoma in our schedule, but Sonoma got canceled. So yes. We're going to be able to make that race up with pretty much whatever kind of fits into my schedule. So we might race sooner than that, but it all just depends on how everything gets scheduled out and going from there. At this rate, it could be a Christmas classic race. I was going to yeah, say, say, yeah. yeah. I mean, right now with everything, you don't know where you're running at next. You could be running at <clears throat> Nashville Fairgrounds. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's one that we still have to make up, but they it's in Tennessee, and they're not really sure you know how we can do that with where it is and what's going on. And it's just, again, every day it's – trying to piece that schedule together. And I actually had just written Charlotte on my calendar today because, you know, it was for sure as of this morning. And then all of a sudden, now I'm going to go back in tomorrow and wipe it off. Did it's you write it in fault. pencil or what did yeah, you write? Dry erase, yeah. pencil maybe? I'm what just, I'm, I'm going to put a big X on my entire calendar and just start over. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's just crazy to see all of the, 
the changes, especially in the ARCA series. You know, you're not seeing quite as much of this flip-flop stuff in the other series, but, I mean, I guess it would it would make sense because you guys were running a lot of, obviously, you run a lot of standalone races that aren't part of the NASCAR schedule, and so those tracks obviously are affected differently by COVID to begin with, and then you got to try to reschedule everything. So this yeah. is one of those cases where, they want you to run all the races, but they're not guaranteeing you they're all going to be at the same track. Yeah, no Here's idea. A track coming back after a couple of years off the schedule because it's needed. But yeah, because it's needed. And there's been lots of tracks that we've talked about. You know, obviously, a couple months ago, we talked about everything under the sun you could imagine. So um, for Kentucky to come back, it was actually one that hadn't really been talked about a lot. We actually been talking about Texas a lot. Uh, about a month ago, Ooh. but which we went there one time in 2010. So that would be cool to go there. But the big thing is, especially for the, the races with NASCAR, is to be companioned with Cup because they have the infrastructure yeah. for all the COVID testing and everything that goes on. And we got the, you know a little taste of that this past weekend in Toledo, how it works. So it's definitely going to be easier like this weekend we're in Talladega with NASCAR there. Right, right. Yeah, that's going to be uh, Talladega coming up. It's going to be yeah. fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I feel like it's it's one of those situations where you just have to basically you just it's almost like you keep your suitcase packed to wherever they tell you to go. That's where you're off. You're, you're off somewhere. Well, luckily, I always kept my suitcase packed anyways. I'm sure Red remembers that from the days you just come home, take the dirty clothes out, leave whatever's left in it clean and just <laughs> add on to it every week. But yeah, it's pretty much what you do. But now, yeah, I mean, now it changes. We, we're staying for a night. We're not staying for a night. Toledo, we had to fly in and fly right back out the same day. So <laughs> yeah, you, you just take your clothes right out of the bag, wash them. If you have to change shirts because you have a different sponsor, you put those shirts in the bag, hang the other ones up, but you take all your pants, socks, oh, and yeah. underwear and all that stuff, put it right back into the suitcase, and it's ready to go got within it down a day. To an art. Now, now I've even got where i got a backpack, so if we're doing a one-day show like we did Toledo, I have the backpack, and for Talladega, we're staying the night, I'll take my little suitcase, so i got two bags going at all times now. Jeez. That's even better than I That's have. I just crazy. have one. <laughs> See what you got to look forward to, Carson? You gotta be a good like suitcase packer oh, and all that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not good in that department. Just yeah. leave it packed. It's way well, easier. I promise. I'm sure your mom will do it for you for at least a little while. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with all three of these cats plus James, and uh, I'll talk a little bit too as the weed lap continues. Presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. 
Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels Levels, new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. The comeback kid, Tyler Ingram, he was basically uh, somewhere in Jacksonville, for most of the race, but then got back to Homestead, Miami in time to run all the way back to second. Uh, that was a tremendous run for him at the end to uh, to run w- so well in that uh, truck race. And we're trying to get Tyler on uh, one of the next uh, few shows here. So um, we'll uh, let you know when we get him slotted onto the race chaser calendar, get him back in here, but did a great job. We uh, are packed in tonight in the studio. Um, we've got uh, Carson Quapple with us still. We've got Corey Heim with us and uh, Nick Moncher in the Sealman seat as well. And James Mellick uh, keeping the show going and happy to have you with us, whether you're listening on the PMN app, listening to us live, PMN radio, or uh, you're picking up picking us up on demand on Spotify or any of the top podcast platforms. If you want to do that, just go to race chaser radio and you can, um, you can hear us on demand usually uh, by mid to late afternoon. The next day we have it up and um, you'll get all the shows. You can subscribe and you'll never miss another show. Cause as soon as we upload it, you'll get the notification that we've got new content and you can go there and check it out. All five of our race chaser shows are um, available through the feed. So uh, wherever you get your podcast from, just uh, do it that way. Or uh, something brand new tonight. If you want to hear the show live uh, and you're not, you don't have the PMN radio app, there is a way to do it, do it now as well. Just go to racechaseronline.com. And uh, it's literally right on the homepage of our website, the shows box. Just click on it and you can hear us live. And uh, we just rotate all of our shows through the week. 
on that too when um, when we're not doing uh, something live. So uh, a lot of ways to get our programming, and we're happy to uh, to be able to do all of that. Okay, Corey Heim. So you you picked up the win. Um, give us kind of a walkthrough of the day because. Not easy to win a race at uh, Hickory Motor Speedway, especially on the Cars Tour. Talk a little bit about uh, how the weekend went for you. Yeah, no doubt. It's very difficult to win really anywhere in, a car, in the Cars Tour, but Hickory especially just because of how abrasive that track is and just the character that's, you know, that's on the track. So, um, Well, we actually went to a, a local race there about a month ago just to kind of get ready for the Cars Tour race. And to be honest with you, like we struggled pretty bad. We were kind of throwing some stuff at it just to see what would work, but... We really practiced actually very well, and by the time the race started, like we struggled really bad. We finished fifth in both races out of like a couple like twenty something cars, which all in all isn't bad. But for the expectations we put for ourselves, you know, we wanted to do a lot better. So, I mean, those guys did such a great job of you know just kind of taking my feedback and you know implementing it into the next race and just getting ready. I mean, they were thrashing at the shop getting that thing ready for Hickory, and I mean, I don't know how we unloaded. You know, you just all of a sudden goes from like you know struggling at hickory just like damn we have a chance to win this thing you know yeah. so, um you know we qualified on pole which uh i thought we really had the capabilities to do just from practice and then from the drop of the green flag like that thing was just i mean it was perfect like i couldn't have asked for any more out of the race car so i uh, really listened to my spotter lloyd my you know my crew chief winston that weekend and lee was on brandon's car so i had winston and um man we just really i felt like put a solid race solid race together and we were there at the end tell us your spotter's full name please Lloyd Garner. That's exactly right. And uh, the Lloyd Garner. The right. Lloyd Garner. We're big fans of Lloyd on the show, and uh, definitely he is. He is a, a he's a fun spotter. He's fun on social media, and uh, it's it that has to be a lot of fun working with a spotter. That's uh, you know because Lloyd. I mean, obviously he knows what he's doing, and he's he, he's serious in what he does. But he's also one of those guys. I think that. Um, is kind of entertaining to work with during the race. Oh, yeah, he certainly is. He shows a lot of emotion. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he, I mean, after my, you know, win early, earlier this year in Cordial, like, I don't know, I mean, that, that video went viral of him, you know, spotting those closing <laughs> laps. And, I mean, he was just going crazy. Yeah. Like, um, but he, all in all, he does a great job, you know, and I couldn't, couldn't ask for any more on his not part. Every driver, not every driver likes that in a spotter, but it seems to be okay for you. Yeah, I mean, as long as, you know, Everything that I need to hear is, you know, coming out of his mouth and, you know, just um, as long as he's doing his job and he really does a great job at uh, just doing what he needs to and giving me the information I need. He's a good motivator. For sure, yeah. Very good motivator. Yeah, definitely a good motivator. Um, Carson, you also ran, obviously, at Hickory Mm -hmm. and and had a, as we mentioned earlier, finished fourth and a nice top five run there. How did your day go overall? Uh, We unloaded pretty good. Uh, I thought we were top five car. Uh, We had a pro late. We ran the pro late car with the supers, so we thought for sure we'd be a little down in qualifying in the beginning of the race. But once the race got going, we were fast. Uh, after like second practice, we started we messed the car up or something. We right before qualifying, we threw everything back to first practice. How we unloaded, uh, and we kind of just oops just swung at it. We're like, uh, got to be better Swing than we are now. First strike one. Yeah, we qualified. Eighth, sixth, maybe oh, somewhere that's not in there. Bad. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I knew we'd be a little down on the power, about 150 off uh, everybody else. But 
drop a green green flag. Uh, I rode with them for a few for a little bit, first forty, and then I dropped back to about tenth, twelfth, the second forty, and then with like fifty to go, I really charged hard to the front and uh, finished fourth. But I was catching third, so all in all, I think we did pretty good. Uh, we just need to work on it a little more to make it that P one piece. Well, you you uh, definitely. It seemed like you were a definitive top five car. I mean, it wasn't like you were, you kind of lucked into it by attrition or anything. You were a definite top five car. What did it feel like to be able to run um, that close to the big dogs in a cars race so early in your super late model career? It felt really good. Uh, we parked like maybe two down from the KBM haulers, seeing those cars. <laughs> Whew. Salivating over those cars? Yeah. and then our $20,000 Pro Late model that we put together, me and my dad and volunteer guys put together over the off-season. It was pretty cool uh, passing them boys, but all in all, it was fun. I can vouch that the KBM late models are very nice. They I are. worked at KBM, and I got the honor to look at them a few times and see what they have in them, and those cars are built. Uh, yeah. It's just built like their truck team. Yeah. yeah, they're built very nice. Everything they build out of that shop over there at KBM is fantastic, so... Yeah. But the cool part about a track like Hickory is it's a great equalizer it is, because it's sure. so it's so small and it's it's a driver's track and it's it can be you know it's rough and it's old um, you know it 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 goes to show that it doesn't take a piece of that variety to to go run up front you just gotta have what you got tuned in right and yeah. your car is isn't your car originally like. 15 years old or something? Uh, I think it's the 2004 left-hander. Yeah. 03 or 04. We had PRW Big Spring front clip put on it three years ago, and then they just rear-clipped it. Uh, and we didn't work on it till like, December, maybe, when we heard about the Carolina series starting. So we welded in our own rear shock mounts and trailing arm mounts and stuff. Uh, I welded in pretty much all the body brace tabs, so... It, we put it together on our own, not really any help. Uh, it runs good for what we built, for what we did. I'd say we're pretty happy with it. Back in 2005, I think it was, um, Doug Havron, who was the 1981 and 82 track champion at Oswego Speedway, um, brought to the International Classic in 2005 the Super that he ran in 1982 and finished third and Clyde Booth who is a super modified builder the remark he made after that race because Doug was running an 80s chassis against all the arrow offset cars and he finished third and and the 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 comment that was made was Doug brought a donkey to the Kentucky Derby and finished third it kind of applies here for you you brought a donkey to the Kentucky Derby and finished fourth yeah, I mean, it's definitely old and heavy, but yeah. we built it right, and we can run up front with it. I love it. That's a great story. Um, okay, I want to have a little fun with you guys before we let Carson go. Um, we always enjoy – oh, go ahead, James. So I'm sorry, I sorry to in come there. in here and no, say something, ahead. but I have some news now Uh-oh. on that number that we were talking about. Uh, Jeff Gluck has stated that NASCAR has informed teams that a new paint scheme concept will be used at the All-Star Race. The number will be slid back just in front of the tire – uh, so that's where the number will be. Instead of being directly in the door, it will be slid back directly in front of the rear tires now. So they are going to use a new concept mm. on the cars for the all-star race. So, so it's like that a is mix out. of the old K&N East. I have a picture uh, here I'll bring up so you guys can see it here. Where they had it on the uh, rear quarter panel. So it's at well, the lower front rear quarter panel. Okay, let's go around the table real quick. Nick, thumbs up, thumbs down. Whatever. 
<laughs> people want something different, let them do it. That's See, fine. I actually like that concept. And I'll tell you why, because it leaves the quarter open now for a sponsor. That's actually, to me, a smarter place to put the number. I like that one better on than what they did in, in what was the Canon East, where they took up the whole rear quarter, because even though you gained the door yeah. for a sponsor, you lost this, that whole quarter yeah, panel. Yeah, this way you got both. I kind of like that. Um, Carson? I'm whatever. It's still race car to me. <laughs> Corey? Uh, I I don't mind the concept of it, but I'd be interested to see kind of like how, you know, I don't know if they're going to still have to put that sticker pack behind the front tires, so just fitting a sponsor in there might still be a little bit difficult. I guess for the Cup Series it's easier because they don't have any contingencies anymore. Oh, right. You know, for yeah, yeah, right. for well, the that's trucks why that and Arca yeah, and everything like that, you know, yeah. we have a ton of contingencies still that we rely Interesting. on. Interesting. So, so we kind of, I don't know if, did NASCAR like literally just change that now on the fly, or was the other picture that we saw Blaney's car not accurate? Uh, I think that was I don't know. I think that was just a rendering kind of thing okay. that somebody made. But this one here says that's what they're going to do, according to Jeff Gluck. So I think it's a pretty good idea as well. I mean, yeah. if you're not losing anything right below where the number is. You can still put your small associates if you have some there. Still got the quarter panel and the lower quarter plus you gain the door. So. I like the concept of it for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, all the cars look like for that. And I'm sure the the uh, the graphic artists will get very creative with that as well. Okay, we're going to step aside. We'll, uh, we'll ask Carson if he'll hang around just uh, for a little while longer here so we can wrap things up with him. And we've still got Corey and Nick with us. We continue with more of Lee Lap right after these words. Stick around. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in your car instructional sessions from a professional instructor have fun go fast and really learn how to drive call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details that's 304-725-8444 friday at the track at summit point motorsports park Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. 
The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back to Lead Lap as we continue on a Monday night, starting off our Race Chaser Radio broadcast week. Uh, I mentioned tomorrow uh, we will be having uh, Adam Alexander on the Inside Pass. Randy Miller and I co-host that. It's 11 a.m. Eastern, and you can either listen to us... uh, on uh, any of, if you're in the Charlotte Lake Norman area, you can pick us up on any of the WSIC radio uh, stations, 100.7 or 105.9 FM or 1400 AM. Or you can listen to us worldwide on the web at WSICFM.com. Or if you want to look at our mugs, you can watch us live on our live stream, uh, either Race Chaser uh, Media's Facebook page or the WSIC News Facebook page as well. So plenty of places to get that. It's 11 o'clock Eastern in the morning for an hour. Um, Thursday on Motorsports Madness, Peter Strada will be joining us. Uh, Peter, a young motorsports journalist uh, coming in studio. He'll be, he'll, uh, he'll take the sealman seat for the night and uh, we're working on, still working on the guest lineup for that. But um, Peter going to uh, take Jacob's place because Jacob will be in Indiana and I fly out Friday morning. For the uh, in the summer nationals, um, MS uh, Mussy Racing Sprint Cars, I should say, um, along with Super Modifieds, the Midwest Super Modified Series, and the Midwest Compact Touring Series, sixty cars expected for the Compact Series alone. Nearly forty of the Sprint Cars um, and about uh, twenty or so Super Modifieds expected for that show. Should be a whole lot of fun. And uh, I'll have coverage from there all weekend long, uh, Friday and Saturday, on Race Chaser Media's social. And, uh, of course, you can pick up, if you want to watch, Speed Sport TV's got a a live stream of that, pay-per-view live stream. Uh, The racing, of course, is on Saturday. Okay, so back to uh, our show here this evening. Carson Quapple and Corey Heim with us. We like to have some fun with our drivers. And uh, Carson's first time here and first time ever on radio. So, uh, Carson, if there were a sandwich named after you, what's on the sandwich? Oh, uh, what kind of sandwich though? Is it like ham sandwich, turkey? It's whatever what you want. It's it's the Carson Quapple sandwich. What's on it? Get creative. Yeah, um, probably ham, some Swiss I'm with you. cheese. So, uh oh, you lost me. But okay. Tom's very picky, so don't worry about him. Yeah, keep going. It's your sandwich, not mine. A lot of salt and a lot of pepper, that's for sure. Oh, there you go. Lot, I'd do that. Um, and then a weird one, probably Parmesan. A lot of Parmesan. I don't know. I'm just... With the Swiss cheese? Yeah, why, why you're, not? You're cheese a, on top of cheese. He's a cheesy guy, apparently. That's, uh, that's interesting. Okay. Favorite beverage? 
Oh gosh, probably, probably pink lemonade, no ice. That or like strawberry lemonade you get from God, where is it? No ice. That's a that is a little strange. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah, he's, he, no see, he and Jacob Sue are the only two human beings I've ever met who don't put ice in no their ice. drinks. We do I, live in North Carolina where it gets like 110 degrees. Yeah, I can yeah, leave, I can leave it in my strange. truck overnight and have something for me the next day. Interesting. To drink. Okay. <laughs> um, favorite movie. Oh. Probably like The Hangover or Super Bad. Those are some good ones. Okay. One, two, or three. There's three hangovers. One. Okay. One. <laughs> Hopefully Carson hasn't had any hangovers. No, that's <laughs> better not. He's no, only I seventeen. Ain't. You can't do that. That ain't it for me. Um okay. Uh let's see. Favorite music. Do you have a favorite kind of music or a group or anything? I listen to anything. I got Sirius XM Turbo to Pop Two K to Hip hop channel, man. I got everything. Country. Okay. I don't really care. So you got a lot of variety going yeah, on the music. Yeah, I did the same thing. Okay, that's good. Um, and last one. If you could only have three apps on your phone, you got to get rid of the rest. What are you keeping? Uh, for sure, Snapchat, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. No yeah. Facebook. Uh, I don't use it as much. I I only use it really for mar- Facebook Marketplace. Find some dirt bikes. <laughs> dirt bikes. <about> <laughs> Careful it's the new, on it's those the dirt bikes. Yeah, yeah careful. Is. Those dirt bikes can be dangerous. Yeah, Ask Brett Moffat. They can hurt you. Um, he broke both legs on a dirt bike um, over the over the break. Well, fortunately, he had time to heal before yeah, he had to get back lucky. in the race he car. Got again, real lucky. For sure. Okay, so what does the rest of your schedule look like for this year, Carson? Cars tour, super late model stuff, uh, maybe some Arca Midwest tour. That's kind of up in the air. Nothing really planned. Some prize from Southern Super Series, and then Ooh. hit some big shows like maybe the All American stuff like that. But and then the Outlaw Carts weekly, Millbridge. We're gonna go, and then we're gonna go like August. We're gonna do a two week trip up to three tracks. They're all like two grand to win. We should be pretty good off on those. Where are the three tracks? First one, I, I'm not sure on the order, but there is up in Knoxville, Iowa. There's a track called English Creek. That's two grand to win. Wow. And then, like, a day or two later, we go up to Thunder Hill in Menominee, Wisconsin. That's two grand to win. And then we go to another Wisconsin track, Mississippi Thunder. That's two grand to win. I think if you win all of them, you get a, like, they do a little points deal thing. Okay. I think if you finish, I think if you win it, it's an extra grand. So I think it's there's, like, seven grand on the line for one driver. We're going nice. to see if we can go for it. Well, sounds like fun. Yeah, that's uh, about it, though. Definitely uh, excited to see what you can do this year in the Super Late Model. Where can fans follow you if they want to to uh, keep up with what you're doing? Uh, Instagram. Uh, my username is Carson Quapel. C A R S O N K V A P I L. All one word. I love that he spelled it out. Yeah, I don't well, he kind of has to. Yeah, not, no one can really not all, get it. Not all kids do, and they should because you, there's different spellings for different names. There sometimes. is, and then Twitter, it's at Carson Quapple thirty five, um, and Facebook, it's just Carson Quapple Racing uh, page. So that's where you can find me, and then you can add me on Snapchat if you want. Text me, but. That's about well, it. I don't know why I'm texting you. Just add, well, I guess on Snapchat, right? What yeah. is your, do you, is, is there like a name? Do you have like a handle on Snapchat? I'm not Snapchat. Oh, I don't even. I don't remember my. It's one of your name. top three apps. You better know your name. I know. I, I don't. <laughs> 
I don't remember can, it. Can, can you do any better for if I say to you who helps you make all this happen, this racing stuff that you do? Can you do any better with that than you can I with your Snapchat name? I should be able give to. Give it a shot. Uh, CorvetteParts.net, they've helped over the past few years. They've been a big part of my racing since I started Bandoleros to Super Late Models. They've been there for me, uh, and me and my brother. So them, uh, Keen Parts, same thing. Uh, my dad, for sure. Me and him, we work in the shop five days a week, at least four or five hours a day, working on race cars, or trying to get our stuff done for the next race. Uh, our volunteer guys, they come to the track. We don't pay them. Uh, we just maybe get their pit pass, and they still have fun. Uh, and they help us out. I really, We really appreciate them. We could not do it without them. But ZMAX Race Products, FK Rodins, um left-handed chassis toby noodleman toby race products that might be about it i wouldn't be surprised i'm leaving one or two there's a lot of good people out there that help us out but hint next time you come to do radio i never thought of have it. a list i never thought of there it you go. i messed up on that yes. one yes i always encourage people to bring a list of their sponsors when you have a bunch because that way you don't have to call us up later ricky stenhouse one. did that to me once weir's machine's another big one uh my dad knew him back in the 90s racing late models he's helped us out since we started racing late models so big shout out to him he makes some really cool product very cool well, it definitely has uh, been good to have you with us and uh, look forward to seeing what you can do the rest of the year. And we'll we'll have you back again later in the year if you go win something big. Hopefully I can. We'll so try. see that, you know, again, no pressure. Your next race now. you got to continue. One of you has got to yeah, keep the streak going. Us. You ought to do it. Yeah. Um, so, Corey, you said your next ARCA race is not going to be until possibly September. At least that's what you believe you know as of right now. So what's Corey doing in between times? I'm sure it's a bunch of late model stuff, but where and how and what's the plan? Are you chasing the Cars title or what are you doing? Yeah, <clears throat> chasing the Cars Tour title for sure. Um, there's going to be, I think, the next race for Cars Tour as far as the late model stock side. We already got into Jetterstown, which is uh, July 4th weekend. But as far as the late model stock side, we got um, Carteret, which is in, I think, three weekends from now. So the weekend after July 4th with, uh, with Jetterstown. And then, yeah, chasing that car store title, doing some super late model races along the way, as I said, Jennerstown, and then um, probably going to pick and choose just some uh, weekly shows or just some, you know, smaller races just to go and fill in my schedule just because everything got shifted around, obviously, and just trying to um, keep me in the seat and keep me ready for anything that comes up. And you're hanging around up uh, up here in the great state of North Carolina now, I understand. Yeah, moved up to Davidson uh, during all the, uh, you know, all the downtime that we've had, just got the opportunity to... Uh, get all my stuff moved up there. I was planning to right after I graduated, so I guess it would have lined up to about right now where I would have been moved up. But uh, for everything, my school getting canceled and everything for the rest of the year, just decided to uh, move everything up to Davidson and get my uh, next chapter started. Well, it's uh, it, I'm sure it's a lot more convenient for you out than having to travel back and forth from Georgia to, to, to race all the time. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd, it's hard to realize like how much more convenient it is just to get you know things done and just go to the shop and help out just anything that you might need to do in north carolina because there's so many resources uh you know in charlotte and mooresville just to you know keep me filled in on anything i need to do well you get to hang out with monster more that's right every day I mean, you even came yeah. to the shop today yeah we're best friends <laughs> see that's i mean that's that's worth the uh, move up all, all by itself just to be able to you know learn and and uh and 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 just just watch Nick work. He is a PR guru. 
The legend. That's yeah, right. he is a legend. Didn't even do PR today. I was working on a semi when he showed up. Oh, yeah. oh gosh, what was going on today? <laughs> oh, just had to work on it, get it ready to go to Talladega. It's <laughs> so always something to be done on one of those things. You're the only PR person I know that works on semis when he's not doing press releases and other and things. And I played mechanic in Toledo, and I changed tires. So, Oh, went back to the tire change. Yeah, went all the way back. How did that work out for you? Well, we never, we didn't make any pit stops on the 25 car because we, we broke a gear in the race. Ouch. But I was all suited up, ready to go. Oh, I so you never got to tires. actually change a tire? No, I did at uh, New Smyrna, though. Wow, interesting. Well, that's uh, that's that's good. Got you kind of back out of the, the. Uh, where do you hang for? Do you hang in the press room at racetracks? Absolutely or not. I don't even apply for a press credential. Well, but P- a lot of PR people are in the deadline room with us. Where do you where do you hang when I'm, you're at the track? I just stay with the, tr- the team. Okay. I always so stay you're around on the pit box? The, yeah, stay wherever? around the team, okay. pit box with the drivers. I, f- I feel like that's more beneficial in the long yeah. run. Well, I'm sure you're probably right. With that, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more of League Lap right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. A route one just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road... It becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate, 
friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Big Lap. I wish I could tell you what we were laughing about during the break, but, well, I mean, we probably could, but I'm not going to do that to poor Drew Dollar. We'll just uh, make We could him... let Corey do it. No, I'm not going to be the one. <laughs> we'll, just, uh, we'll just make everybody wonder what we were... Yeah, he gets information from that young man. He wants to make sure That's he's right. uh, getting the right stuff. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. want Drew to do the same thing to him. That's yeah. right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did Drew shave his beard, by the way? He did. I was going to say, did. he had he had this kind of funny beard during the... It was the, very homely. Yeah, and definitely not the Drew Dollar look. No, for sure. the long hair going, the beard. I yeah. mean, everybody in the shop pretty much had a beard. If you could grow one, they did during <laughs> during the Rona. Well, this is what we all do. It's like everybody in NASCAR, it's like, you know, you got to grow a beard to be cool. I never thought I'd see the day when you have a bunch of 18 or 20-year-olds running around with beards trying to look cool. I was just amazed that Drew could you grow know? a beard. I didn't think he could you know, get that much facial hair. I don't think Corey could. No, not yet. <laughs> we call him Patches. Patches? <laughs> Corey, just real quick for the fans, because I don't think we've had you on this show before. I think you were on our Madness show before. Um, quick little background from you about how you got started in racing, what got you into it and all that. Uh, I got started when I was five years old. Um, my dad and I always watched you know, NASCAR races together, and uh, he – one day kind of just surprised me on Christmas Day with, like, a picture of a uh, quarter midget. And we're actually in Pennsylvania at the time visiting family for Christmas. And, um, you know, he showed me a picture of a quarter midget back at home, and I was kind of confused at first. And uh, when we got back home, he kind of filled me in on, like, what it was and, like, what we would be doing. And, um, you know, we took to it. I think uh, this was 2000, and yeah, it would be 2007 at the time. So been racing for, I think, 13 years now. I went from quarter midgets to bandoleros at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And... And then moved up to Legends at Atlanta Motor Speedway and probably stayed in those for about two years. And at that point, I started to move up into the stock car world where I've been racing uh, late models in Samarca ever since. Now, like, shooting my bald spot up here. He's got the camera high overhead just shooting. I notice when he's here, he has the lights down lower so they don't shine nearly as much off your head as when I'm doing it. Yeah. Well, we're actually having technical difficulties with those tonight. Yeah, so I only have one or the, two uh, working right now. Gestapo so. light isn't yep. working. If right I light it too much in one spot, it'll look bad everywhere else. So I just got very light. <laughs> yeah. Very, very light the lighters tonight. The light is not all the way lit tonight. What was so. that called the other day? Somebody, when we were here for the last show, they gave it a nickname. It was... Um, well, I call the, it the Gestapo light. Well, no, the, the, the top of your head. Uh, the solar panel. Oh, the solar panel. Yeah, what was it? Was that uh, you? No, no, that was no, it wasn't me. the guy who was just here on the last show Monday. Uh, the owner of the late model series here. Oh, in Keith Graham Keith, yeah, from yes. North Carolina. I think it'd be a fantastic yeah. sponsor panel. It's big, yeah, it's big enough to My put computer a sponsor. Career. Yeah, you right there, there you go. We, yeah, in about another year, you, I could have a couple of sponsors up there. Just, uh, you know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, cause I'm headed quickly for Todd Bodine land up there for sure. Um, so, so Corey, you, you obviously had a, a number of different divisions that you raced. You, you're still, I feel like you're still relatively new to the late models. And yet when I watch you race, I feel like you've been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, we started out in the pro late model world and never really touched, you know, late model stock until midway of uh, 2018 and a year prior is when I got started in the pro late model. So, 
Um, I'm still, I guess, relatively new to the late model stocks as far as how many times I've raised, but I've been involved with them for almost two years now. Um, but just for the first year and a half or so, I never really raced a lot in those things. I raced, I think, three or four races the first year, and then I think six the second year, and now I'm doing like a very late model stock heavy schedule. So um may not have seen me in a lot of races, but I've been doing it for, I guess, a couple of years now. What's your favorite track um, to race in a late model? I would have to say, as far as in a uh, super late model, it would have to be Winchester. That place is That's like, what I'm talking fantastic about. That, place is that is awesome. That is, that is yeah. like the answer of the year so far. Yeah. That's yeah. one we're definitely pushing to get back on the ARCA schedule. Yeah, that track. Love I've, that place. I went there since I was a kid. Being from Indiana, I used to go there and watch races there all the time. That awesome. track is awesome. Yeah. And I can only imagine what it's like to drive in a super late or an ARCA car. It doesn't matter. I'm sure it's a blast. Do you know what a super modified is, Corey? Yeah. With a wing? Somewhat, yep. Yeah, go watch. If we could ever get the super modifieds back in, on the Winchester schedule, um, go watch the super modifieds fly around Those that track. Fly there. Oh, it was Those and the USAC midgets, they're insane almost, there. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. I remember Tracy Hines said one time he qualified there, and it was like an 11-second lap. He doesn't even remember breathing. Yeah. Like he just he said it was over. He I used to pulled watch out and he's there. done. Yep. Yep. I used to go watch them there. I used to watch them in all kinds of tracks because being from there, that's what they run is a lot of those asphalt and um, dirt midgets and sprint cars up there. And I used to go to ORP and uh, Winchester and all those places and just loved watching Salem, that stuff. Salem, another one. Love yep. it. Yeah. Indiana has some great tracks. Um, obviously, Lucas Oil Raceway, IRP is awesome. Salem, um, the quarter mile banked. Uh, Winchester, big half mile. I mean that track Anderson is just up there. Anderson, fast. Yeah, Anderson, that's another one. Another one that's uh, that's that's small and and tight. Um, the, I mean Anderson, the little five hundred is absolutely should be on everybody's bucket list. I don't care if you like sprint cars or not. Just to go watch that them start three sprint cars wide, eleven rows deep, like they do in the five hundred the next day. And you just look and you go, there's no way they're making it through turn one, and they do. They it's do. incredible. And their pit stops are in the infield, and it's just. It, they because they they can't run 500 laps without pit stops and the pit stops are just zany you, you feel like somebody's gonna die You're like there's no way this is gonna it's so disheveled over there but somehow they all it's make like it. old school snowball derby it pit really stops. is oh, that was, just yeah. wide wild wild west yeah. yeah that was definitely uh look out for yourself because there was a chance you might get hit yeah at the old school snowball derby have you run snowball Corey? yeah i've not had anything worth the luck there though uh the first day i ran there we um actually took a brand i think it was sorry the first day we ran there we barely qualified into the race and then we pretty much struggled i forget what happened to us i think we had some kind of part failure but we definitely didn't finish all 300 laps and then the second time we literally broke on pace laps coming like to the ground oh man who, yeah. who won those years what years were those uh just the last two years so last two um Nassie won, and then say. I guess Travis Braden won <laughs> yeah, yeah, the most recent year, one. Yeah. Asterisk. But the, uh, yeah. the one before that, who was that? The one 2018. No, Gregson, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Gregson. Yeah, Gregson. The year before, yeah. yep. Yeah, it was Noah. Yeah. yeah, we both years, I think we qualified 28th the first year and then 25th the second year. And like the second, the most recent year, I was first out to qualify. And like I was just getting pushed back and pushed back and top thirty make the race there. So like that was probably like some of the most stressful moments like I've ever been a part of in late model racing. Like it I is, bet. is super that stressful. That whole week is just like stressful. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, best of the best show up for it. Mm-hmm. Well, they do, and it's 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 hurry up and wait, you know, in all those races because you have multiple divisions. And you gotta, but I mean, it's such a just to make the race. 
first of all. But then to be able to complete the race is a whole other deal because once the green flag drops, it's just, you know, somebody used the phrase Wild Wild West a while ago. It's kind of like that on the track. Nobody, yeah, Nick, it's like nobody. Um, I mean, it's really hard to save anything there, I feel like, because the pace is so quick. Yeah, if you don't qualify in the top 15, I mean, the, the leader's going to be on your bumper. You know, if you if you start in between, like, 25th and, or worse, like, the leader's going to be, I mean, there within, I mean, 25, go. 30 laps. Because, yeah. obviously, it's, you know, a very short racetrack. Or not very short, but it's a half-mile racetrack. A little bit less than that, I think. So, I mean, you know, you don't have a lot of time to make up, and you need to make up a lot of time in a short period of time. And it's very hard when, you know, you got... Uh, it's very hard to pass at that place. Everyone's really stacked up, and it's, uh, I mean, everyone's running into everyone around there, so it's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the late model stock race in Martinsville. Hard to make, and when you do, you got to be up front to go win it because they're on you quick. you got to be able to use the crumb horn in there. Yes, you That's do. That's how I won that race with Jake the Snake Crumb. Oh, Jake. Took out like half the field to feel like to win that year. <laughs> I've known Jake a long time, and I would say it if he were sitting in the studio. He's a pro at that. Oh, yeah. That was a fantastic race. <laughs> he is one of the chrome horn kings. I never never had run Star. good at that race and then went there and we won. Heck, I've never really run that good at Snowball. I think best finish there is seventh. So. Uh, I almost won the Snowball with Bubba the year that Joanna won it. We got dumped. Oh, really? We got dumped by Landon Castle. Landon Castle dumped us going into turn, oh, I think, did. one and two. And then she dumped Landon Castle on the say, next restart, yeah. and she won the race. <laughs> yeah. I remember we that. Got, we were leading with Bubba, and we were, I think it was probably only 10 to go, and that all went down. And, yeah, the, we almost won that race. The cool thing about that race was, I mean, obviously at the time, Joanna was one of those drivers that was being looked at as maybe a potential, and I still think that she had the talent to do it. Um, she certainly had the passion to do it. You know, but she's never got the right break. But the, the cool thing, she goes out and she wins that. And, you know, she's from, like, right down the street. Yeah, right there. So it was, like, this huge win in her hometown, in front of her hometown, you know, family, crowd, whatever. Um, and I and now that's, like, the highlight of her career. Yeah, it really was. She never really, you know, and it's kind of a shame because I always thought she had the ability, but just didn't work out for her. She came through the, uh, very briefly came through the driver development program yeah. at Benarini. Very the very beginning. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I thought she I went straight either. to the truck series. Who... No, she did that. It was it was a very. It was maybe two races, and then did some of the truck stuff, some more supers, and then she went to ML there in Indiana, ran yeah, she, the, the Xfinity stuff. Because when she had her own truck, she had Cowboy doing it. He was the crew chief on that deal. Cowboy, who's now the crew chief for Sieg. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. Cowboy okay. was our crew chief on that truck deal. Yeah, she was. That was a. That was, that was a wild finish to that race. I mean, everybody thought Landon Castle was going to win it after he dumped Bubba and Joanna had other ideas. So, yes, like, she you know, did. Hold my beer. You know, probably hold just, my Coca Cola. Yeah, well, she. I mean, she just she she actually I thought did a like a more spectacular dump and run than what um, Landon had done to Bubba. I kind of felt like it was it was sort of uh, you know sort of a more. Um, it, it was more textbook, and she she did it right. Um, just crazy that race. That race every year is just you never know who's going to win. I remember the year Christian Eckes won it, and you'd have never thought going into that race nobody would have ever bet on Christian Eckes. No, you can never and it place a solid made bet in that his. Race. You know that launched his career. Really, I feel like yeah. Same know? thing with Eric Jones. Jones too. Uh, that yeah. launched his career when he went out there and went door to door with yeah. Kyle. Funny thing about that deal is. Uh, I actually, one of the guys got injured on that crew, and they came down to me and asked me to change tires on the last pit stop for him. Really? And I, and I did. 
So you're a snowball winner then? Yeah, I, so I was just one stop. I don't count <laughs> it as a win. I wasn't there the whole race. I just had to go in one time. So, <laughs> hey, but yeah, and he went and won the race. I mean, I pretty much changed and walked away, and that was it. I'm still claiming the ring if I'm you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it don't matter how many pit stops you did it is. The last stop for work right. for you wouldn't have been able to make that happen. We'll be back with more of the show. Corey's still hanging around. So's Nick and James. We'll be back with more right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. The representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. To 
uh, we have final segment for the evening. Boy, this show has gone by fast. Still got uh, Corey Heim hanging around. Uh, our first guest, Carson Quapple, has headed back to the shop to do some more work on the race cars with his dad. So we've got Corey, we've got Nick Montre, we've got James Mellick, and myself, Tom Baker, around the WSIC studios. Just uh, talking racing for another segment. And um, curious, Nick, you've got, uh, with the ARCA schedule as fluid as it is, how do you keep straight who's going where and try to keep everybody's travel and all of that in line? I know a lot of the shows are fairly close to home for the moment, but you did go to Toledo over the weekend for the East race, and we want to talk about that as well. But how do you how do you keep all the logistics straight with all of the fluid changes that are going on every half hour? Draw a lot of pictures with crayons. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, honestly, it, it changes. And then when they have to start making, you know, like Chicago got canceled. So yeah. we're now going to go to Kansas a second time. So then it's like, well, I know Corey Heim was supposed to race a Kansas race at one point in time, but so was Ryan Repco. So just trying to figure it out and just put all the pieces together. It's just a giant puzzle, honestly. And just trying to work with everybody else's schedule because, you know, much like Corey has late models, super late model races, you know, Mason Diaz does. And so does Chandler Smith. And he's got truck races. So it's just it's very fluid. You know, we get the schedule and then it's, hey, let's go to the drivers and say, can you still do this weekend? What do we got to do here? What do we got to do here? And just, you know, put it all together. It's pretty amazing. Um, sounds like uh, you had kind of a rough. How did I get uh, Toledo? Oh, Toledo Speedway. Ty Gibbs ended up winning. Toledo is the bane of my existence, <laughs> seeing that it's, it's one of my two home tracks. I, I don't think I'm ever going to win there. there. Just, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, ended up being a rough weekend. It started off pretty good. Um, you know, we, we unloaded fast. Mason had a lot of speed right off the trailer. Yeah. And um, he progressed, you know, every, every segment out in practice and ended up being fastest in practice. Um, Repco, he, he struggled a little bit off the trailer and was just mainly just trying to get used to the track was the big thing for him and get, you know, used to the bigger, heavy, heavier car at Toledo than what he was used to in like the late models. Right. Um, but then unfortunately, Mason, we we had a he didn't uh, he messed up in qualifying. We'll just call it what it is. So he knows that. So we got kind of marred in the back there. And uh, right off the bat, he had a, a gear failure. We actually thought it was a transmission failure at the, at the track. We couldn't get it diagnosed. Um, so we, uh, that took him out of the race, unfortunately, because I think he definitely had a top three car and then Ryan, they just progressively got better after the two break pit stops that we had. And by the, the second one, uh, you know, he found himself in fourth and he was, he was fighting there for third and, uh, we were a bunch of ensuing cautions there at the end and he got pinched in the outside wall coming off the floor yeah. and, and hit the wall. And, uh, we think it either blew the tire going in turn one or maybe like a control arm or something broke because it just, it was right in front of us in our pit stall and that thing just took off and it hit a ton right there. But thankfully Toledo has the big foam blocks up against the wall. So we didn't get as much damage as bad as it looked. Um, so that that took us out of contention. Was Gibbs, was Tyne a Gibbs car or was he an eventually any car? Gibbs car. Okay. I didn't get to see the arc race. I didn't. Didn't get to catch any of that. They so. fielded an ARCA car for a few years now. Um, yeah, well, they've had uh, Riley in it. They had yeah, Riley, Riley in it. Yeah, they built and, a team uh, on Riley for Ty, yeah. basically. So so now Ty is in it full-time and um, picked up the win. Um, it was a pretty good race, I thought. I mean, you know, it, it just was – Toledo's a – Toledo's always a tough track. I mean, I, you know, the last late model race I spotted there, I think, uh, gosh, will we start maybe, I want to say 28 or 30, something like that. And I think 8, 10 finished. Yeah, I don't think people realize how ago. fast it is. It is. You know, for a short track, it is just super fast. Yeah. And, you know, you really get going. And if anything happens, you know, just like with, with Repco there, it's 
the wall's right there, yep. and there's a lot of damage that usually ensues. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy crazy deal, and it, and it's just uh, you know you guys now your next one's at Talladega, so you yeah. go from a short track east race to a super speed to the biggest super speedway of yeah, the year, um, which is a national series event, of course. Yes, let's be our first and, one back. Uh, as we talked about last week, you're going to have um, the same three drivers that you had. At Daytona, right? Yes, so well, be, um, Michael Self, Drew Dollar, and then Ryan Repco will be in the yep. 20 car. So um, how do you prepare? I guess, I guess the answer is the same way as you would anywhere else, right? I was going to say, how do you prepare for that, um, given that you haven't run very much this year? But I guess it would be the same one way or another, well, right? I don't know if you saw. We won Daytona, so we have well, a pretty yes, good but you know, preparation guide off there. off a while. Yeah, we were <laughs> off a while. We, we were actually, and during that whole off time, you know, when we still thought, hey, this is what the schedule is going to look like, or maybe it's going to look like this. We had actually pulled the motors out of those cars, the gears, the transmissions. We stripped them all the way down because we figured we weren't racing for a while at Talladega. So and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, Talladega may be here. So that we, we went ahead and rebuilt those those three cars from the ground back up. So they've been sitting there. We've actually already taken them to the chassis dyno. We're, we're ready to load them in the trailer. You know, we're, we're working on Pocono and, and Lucas Oil cars. Any practice for you guys? Because I don't know if there's any new drivers in the seats from Daytona to Talladega that have not went plate racing. Uh, are they allowing That's you guys any practice? Question. That's a fluid question as well because it's changed about 37 times. Oh, okay. Um, we've gone from an hour to 30 minutes to 10 minutes to now <laughs> as, as what they, they think, especially with NASCAR canceling their practice there, um, they're going to give us basically four or five laps in little mini groups, kind of like they did for qualifying okay. in years past at Daytona and Talladega, and that that'll be it. And then they'll set the field Ooh. on on owners' points. Because I mean, you got to give them something. Some of these kids have probably not been on a super speedway before at all. And that's so. honestly the biggest hurdle with with us coming back. You know, obviously the Cup guys they can go do it. If they can't go do it, they shouldn't be at the Cup level, right? So for us, it's we need to get them something. Same thing for Pocono. Yeah. Next week is we have to get them something because usually we always have a test at Pocono. That track is um, fast because. Pocono also allows 17-year-olds to race there. They have a different insurance policy in Pennsylvania. So ah. um, like, so Chandler is racing at Pocono. And they. Uh, so what they're going to do there is the same thing. They're going to give us five, ten minutes of practice. It'll equate to just a couple laps in a group, and that'll be it. Well, the main thing with Chandler, Chandler raced there last year, so he has an idea. Yeah. But like Drew hasn't, right? No. So, yeah, Drew's are probably the main one that. How old, yeah. are, how old are you, Corey? Uh, I'm 17, about to turn 18 within you know 15. I actually did race Pocono last year, though. Did you? Yeah, yeah I don't a, remember that. As a 17-year-old, okay. you can. Yeah, okay. I, I, like, I turned say. 17, I think about 20 days before I raced. What was that like? Yeah. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was something else, man. We <laughs> we actually tested there, and you're not allowed to test there when you're 16, so I tested there earlier in the year, and we're really good in the test, and then just, um, I think you're going to get, what, like 30 minutes of practice? Yeah, or, it's really short. So, yeah, we actually bought a different car there from the test, and we just never could really figure it out. But, man, if I, I feel like if I went back there and you know had another shot at it, uh, also, given that race went green to checkered, so we had like no way of making adjustments. Oh man! So I mean, yeah, first race of Pocono, green to checkered. I mean, it was it was something else, but it was a lot of fun. Just first race, really dealing with a lot of aerodynamics and stuff like that. A ton there of all places. Yeah. And Pocono's typically a short race for us. You know, historically they've yeah. always kept it fifty to seventy laps. But yeah, it's always been a, a big plus for us. Cause we can take seventeen year olds, and that's actually a cool thing about going back to Kentucky. That's another state that allows seventeen year olds to run. So a seventeen year old can go to Kentucky Speedway where they couldn't go to Charlotte Speed. Hmm. So I got a question for you. How long was that trade away? Did it feel as long as it looks? I'm pretty sure. So Which when we one? the one at Pocono, the well, longest trade away. Well, the longest <laughs> trade, the longest trade away. The one you can away. land an airplane on. <laughs> yeah. 
the longest one they got. Is yeah. it as long as it looks? Yeah. So when we went for the uh, when we went for the test, it was uh, like getting ready to storm, and it was pretty foggy, like earlier in the morning. Typical Pocono. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's really foggy, and like when you come out at three, like you literally could not see turn one because of all wow. the fog. Like you're just looking into like an abyss of fog, and <laughs> I mean it's. It was pretty wild, yeah. I mean, you're just definitely just riding. Like, I mean, you could just scroll on your phone while you're going on that front straightaway. I mean, it's don't do that. It's yeah. oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm just saying, you stay exactly, alive. You don't text and drive. Don't do That's a brand. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As you progress through your career, just per- be prepared for rain and fog at Pocono. Always pack extra clothes, oh, yeah. well, rain yeah. boots. Yeah. Be prepared for rain, fog, snow, and 90 degrees all in the same weekend. And deer and bear yeah. and, and groundhogs and all Pocono sorts of stuff on the track. Pocono is a mess. I, and look, I love the Mattioli family. They're great, great people. Um, but man, that track it, it, it and it's not the track itself. It's just it's the we- the weather conditions there. You can never count on. It's always like if you don't like what we're having now, wait five minutes. It'll change. And if you're happy with it, don't get too happy with right. it because it's going to change. It's worse than Florida weather. Oh yeah, it changes quick. And when it's hot in Pocono and you're sitting in the stands, it's unbearable. Mm. I know, you know it's hot when you're down. It's hot on the roof when you're spotting. I've been there too. It's really hard to spot yeah. when there's fog rolling in. Like I think that's you over there in turn two. I'm not 100 percent sure right now. Did you find when you when you ran the track the first time that you lost where you were on the track because it's kind of three straightaways and really no? Is that I, I've heard people say that about Pocono, just like I used to hear them talk about Flemington because Flemington Fair Speedway in New Jersey was basically. You know, it was almost like a square inside a circle, and and it's just a weird. It was a weird deal there. Um, did you find that you kind of got like you'd have moments where you, you weren't sure where you were on the track? I wouldn't say I ever got lost necessarily, but um, you definitely had to like stay on top of your like you know just mindset. Like I mean, obviously all, all three corners are much different. You have to drive them yeah. much different. So you know, turn one is a little bit a little bit of brakes. You know, roll pretty hard. And it has some banking, so you can kind of carry a lot more speed into it. Turn two is very fast. You don't really have to brake. You just have to burp the throttle. And then turn three, you kind of you roll hard, but there's no banking, so you have to really be cautious of you know getting loose or something like that. So um, I wouldn't say I ever really forgot where I was in the racetrack, but it is a very uh, I would say a mental, mentally challenging racetrack just to always you know be on your marks in three different spots. Whereas on most ovals or NASCAR racetracks, you only have to have really two corners, and normally they're the exact same. So. Uh, Pocono is definitely a different animal. Nothing's the same there. No, oh, no. Yeah. I just I, I I always remember the story that 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 went around. I heard Buddy Baker tell it, but I'm sure probably other people have as well about um, when they first put the track in and they all went up to test. Richard Petty tested and came back and was telling um, I don't know his wife or somebody. Um, you know, yeah, the track's a triangle, and and they just looked at him real quizzically, went like, well. If it's a triangle, it only has three turns. Yeah, well, how do you get back to the start-finish line? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a road course. Yeah. It's a perfect so triangle. that's where the name Roval came from. Darrell Waltrip nicknamed Pocono the Roval, and that's kind of where that originated. And then um, Marcus Smith was smart enough to Copyright co-op it. it for, yeah, um, and I'm sure Darrell didn't mind. Um, and and they were talking about Rovalizing Pocono. 
at, at there some is a road point, course there because there is a road course there. Um, and now here's one for you, Tom. So yes, you're from up there. And yes, you're a you know a history astute with this kind of thing. Do you remember the small Pocono that was inside the track? I never. I was too when they were racing it. I was well. I mean, it was in the '60s. I wasn't born until '67, so I was obviously too young to go there. Remember it kind of in its era, but yeah, well aware of it. And 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 we had a couple of super modified drivers actually get killed. Really, at that track, they said that track was very very dangerous. Richie Evans Jr. worked for uh, me at GMS Racing for a couple of years before he moved Did back he home. Really? And he had a bunch of photos of his dad and growing up there. Yep. And uh, it was it just looked like a really cool, you know, just a mini Pocono inside yeah, there with a lot it of banking. Was, yeah, it was. Uh, and, but it was, yeah, I guess it was very, very dangerous. Um, they had a couple of couple of fatalities there and uh, stopped using the track. They actually used to run the Race of Champions on the big track for a while with the modifieds. So um, I remember Bentley Warren talking about how he was running in that race one year, probably mid seventies, I guess. And he talked about going by Richie Evans and they were waving at each other as he passed him, <laughs> drafted past, um, you know, cause you had time to do that obviously on that track. But um, just uh, that a lot has happened at Pocono. There's a lot of history there. Um, and I'm glad it's still on the schedule. I just like to see them. I like what they're doing and they were planning this before COVID, but then it, it obviously becomes more important to do all like this five division over the weekend, do the double, you know, cup deal Saturday and Sunday and all that. I think that's a great opportunity for them to do something different. I just like to see them really shorten each of the two races. Cause that's the one thing I think it's always, you know, hurt Pocono is just the long yeah. races. Cause this is the way the track is. It yeah. doesn't, it's not good for it. No, you get spread out and it's just not really, you know, they, they need to do shorter races there, I think. But, uh, the the roval idea would be interesting. I'd love to see what they could do with the road course. It would be really interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not even sure the last time they even used that road course. It's been a while, for sure. Yeah, I I really would uh, I would love to see what they could do with that. So, uh, just see what uh, happens with Pocono. But certainly a good opportunity for you and uh, um, for you guys in the Arca series all the time. Do you have your driver lineup set? Yes, we have uh, Chandler Smith, Drew Dollar, and Michael Self. No Corey. Unfortunately, no Corey. no Corey. What do we need to get Corey in that race? Probably dollars and cents, right? It's always dollars and cents. Yeah, and and some right. open seats. Is it too late to get Corey into that race, even if he had a sponsor? Yes, yes. We are, uh, we're, we, we've capped ourselves at three cars for I keep trying to get you track. in here sooner, and Nick's not playing well. I mean, I'm all yeah. for Corey coming in more races. Let's go. <laughs> maybe, maybe, we take three, maybe take three cars to some East races for him. Okay, real quick. we got about 30 seconds. Where do people follow you? Uh, Twitter, Corey Heim3, uh, Instagram, Corey.Heim, and he spelled my last name, H-E-I-M, by the way. There the first you go. Name, Good there. And uh, Facebook, Corey Heim Racing, and those are the main three, really. Well, we wish you the luck the, the rest of the season, and uh, go win something big. We'll get you back. I appreciate it. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, tune in tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern for the Inside Pass with Adam Alexander. Until then, for everyone involved with Lead Lap, I'm Tom Baker. Have a great week. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit RaceChaserMedia.com.
The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.